This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, Again, 800-259-9231 tonight. It is Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Uh, so much, much, much to talk about tonight. Uh, coming up, there's a story out of Australia, which I'm still working on verifying right now, that is just so outrageous, just amazingly, shockingly outrageous. Though, uh, considering the way things are going, it probably isn't. Sh- I probably shouldn't be that shocked. I shouldn't <laughs> be that shocked. Uh, we'll uh, we'll get to that here, maybe coming up. Uh, I just want to make sure it's absolutely true. Before we put it out, or at least as as true as we can verify. From... I've seen a half a dozen stories on this. Do you think they're all hoaxes? I, I, I don't know, Mark. We'll uh, we'll find out over time here what's really going on. In the meantime, uh, something a little closer to home. The uh, the folks over at LouRockwell.com, well, uh, pr- presuming the, the website comes up, uh, there is a, a story about the census, and it is that time again. Every ten years here in the United States, uh, the landmass known as the United States, the government here sends around bureaucrats, and uh, well, first they send out paperwork, uh, they send out surveys, they call it the census, and if you don't fill it out and send it back, then they send uh, some busybody bureaucrats after you to try to get you to uh, step into line and uh, to, to attempt to get you to fill out their questionnaire. And Have you heard the commercials? I know you, you couldn't have possibly heard the radio commercials for this, have you? Uh, You're not that plugged I, in. I believe I have heard one of them, but I'm not positive. Why? Well, this one was if you've got 100 students at school and uh, you know, you've know you got five teachers, well, you know, what if a whole bunch of other students move into town and then you'd have a, not enough teachers? That's why we have the census. As if uh, you know, large migra- migrations are, are somehow charted by the census. I mean, it, it really has nothing to do with that. Plus the fact I don't see why I've got to fill out the census. I'm not sending my kid to public school. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Actually, Lou Rockwell is down, but that's okay. We've got plenty of things to talk about here, including your phone calls. Paul is on the line in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Paul. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I just wanted to briefly touch on the issue of police interpreting the Constitution. And I had a couple quotes from uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson I just wanted to read real briefly. Uh, first one's from a letter to Abigail Adams. He says, The Constitution meant its subordinate branches could be checks on each other, but the opinion which gives the judges the right to decide what laws are constitutional and what not, not only for themselves in their own sphere of action, but for the legislature and executive also, also in their spheres, would make the judiciary a despotic branch. And the other one is a letter to William Charles Davis. He says, You seem to consider the federal judges as the ultimate arbiters of all constitutional questions, a very dangerous doctrine, indeed, and which one, one which would place us under the despotism of an oligarchy. Our judges are as honest as other men, and not more so. Mm. They have with others the same passions for the party, for power and privilege of the corps. Their power is the more dangerous, for, the, for they are in office for life, and not responsible as the other functionaries are to the elective control. The Constitution has erected no such single tribunal, knowing that to what, whatever hands this is confided with the corruptions of time and party, its members would become despots. It has been more wisely made all departments co-equal and co-sovereign within themselves. 
So that's basically saying that uh, I mean, we had this lengthy conversation last night with Jack Cole from Law Enforcement Against Prohibition and where he uh, wherein he said that, well, it's not the police's job to judge the law. And so it's the judge's job. You're saying that, according to at least one of the founding fathers, that that's not the case, that it was indeed the intent to have each individual member of the executive branch, the law enforcers themselves, to uh, to make decisions as to whether or not uh, a law was was or was not constitutional, was or was not appropriate. Exactly, and I think that's the reason it's included in the oath, because they're supposed to have that on their minds as well, not just whatever the law says. Maybe. Um, I mean, Thomas Jefferson never saw a police officer, so, um, and when he wrote that to Abigail, Abigail Adams, uh, there had been, hadn't been a police officer on the entire continent. Um, also, I'd like to point out that... Uh, you know, that, that whole thing, judges uh, ruling something constitutional or unconstitutional, that went by the wayside really quickly. Uh, the Constitution was ratified in 1789, and um, that ruling by the Supreme Court of the United States was 1805. So um, they had been doing it all along, and th- that was that's really just the opinion of one guy who, you know, admittedly a founding father, but... The system is that uh, and and always has been. It has never not been that judges decide what is constitutional and not constitutional. They they certainly rule on it, but I don't think there is the idea that everybody else just uh, snaps two salutes and does what they say. If uh, a person in another branch of government believes that a law or something is is a behavior is unconstitutional, I think – I think the not just from Jefferson, but I think the history is that they're, they're supposed to stand up against it in their own capacity also. The judges just kind of offer, uh, I guess, a, their, their opinion, but I don't think it's meant to be um, the final say for everything, that, well, that everybody else just does it. Don't you they... think that rank comes into play in the same, you know, like obviously if, one ju- if, if a lower court judge says one thing, then the higher court judge, you know, saying something different makes, you know, gives that more credence because he's a higher rank. And if the the janitor says it's unconstitutional for me to clean out this particular garbage can, um, then you know somebody can come along and say, oh yes, it is, and that essentially you know cops are a lower rank than judges, so they've just deferred to the judicial system to you know solve these these problems. Well, I would view it as kind of a anyone could put the hold on it, like so so negative. So for example, if you think a law is constitutional, but the, is it cop? But the Supreme Court says it's unconstitutional, you're not going to be enforcing it. But also, if the Supreme Court says it's constitutional and you think it's unconstitutional, you have an obligation not to do it. So in order for a law to be you know, passed by the legislature, they should believe it's constitutional. If the judicial needs to believe it's constitutional or it will be struck down. And the executive needs to believe it's constitutional or shouldn't be enforced. That's what makes the most sense to me. And to speak to Mark's rank objection, uh, I would say that it's not fair uh, it's like comparing apples to oranges to say that judges have a higher rank than the police. You, they're two completely different branches of uh, of the government. So you can look at rank within the branch. You can say, well, this uh, you know this police uh, lieutenant is a lower rank than a police captain. Uh, but it's it's just not fair to compare a police lieutenant to a Supreme Court judge. The Supreme Court judge is a higher rank than a district court judge. But you, you can't really compare them to uh, to the executive branch. And I think that, it, to me, this is what makes the most sense. Of course, it's not like our uh, 
it's not like our appeals to logic and and reason are going to matter here. Uh, but but it's interesting from an academic perspective what you're saying because what you're saying backs up what Gardner Goldsmith was saying at the beginning of this week on Monday night, where he was basically saying the same things you were, except without actually citing the actual passages uh, from the uh, the founding fathers to back up the claim, his claim that indeed each of the people in the executive branch that is tasked with enforcing these laws has the ability to decide whether or not they uh, they engage in enforcing them. And I, th- I think it's entirely appropriate. Maybe you should send that along to Jack Cole and uh, the executive board over at Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. Not that I expect to change their minds about this. Right, because but- this isn't really about Jack Cole and his opinion. This is about how law enforcement against prohibition was going to be perceived by the public at large and more specifically by police administration. But well, no, that's yes. based. No, but that's what Jack was saying. But it's based on their misunderstanding. All of them of how the telling system Jack, works. making Jack understand, isn't going to make the police chiefs understand. I said, send it to the board of directors. Making at, those guys understand isn't going to change what the police chiefs believe. These guys are already outsiders as far as the police administration are concerned. They don't care. Uh, they, they already um, are vilifying these people and, and marginalizing so them. So you're saying don't even bother trying to persuade, don't even bother sending Not this Jack up. Cole, no. I don't see why it would why He's got it would a different hurt. organization than what you want. If Thank you, If you want anarchist Paul. police officers, you can make start that own organization. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I say there's nothing wrong with attempting to uh, persuade people, even if uh, it's somewhat futile. doesn't hurt to send an email along, Mark. More coming up. That's you can bring up anything. Point. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's the Sickle CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features, they're free, so enjoy those on us. They include archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website. In fact, uh, if you go uh, through our podcast... You can get archives all the way back to January 1st of 2009. Just click and download. They're free. You don't have to log in or anything like that. Freetalklive.com. And from creating new and old media to political action to civil disobedience and market-based activism, you'll find more pro-freedom activism than you may have ever imagined possible when you move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. You can learn more at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. And also at freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. You can learn about the Liberty Forum event happening in March the 18th through the 21st. It gives you a great excuse to come up here and socialize with hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people in a convention-style atmosphere and uh, lots of good times to be had at the Liberty Forum. I'm really looking forward to it. Of course, Free Talk Live is going to be broadcasting live. And we've even got a discount code, which is FTL. You can go plug that in to uh, the Liberty Forum registration form and get an extra 10% off the already low early bird 
rates at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Continuing with your phone calls, let's talk to Pinsky in Ontario, Canada. Pinsky, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, um, I've just been noticing recently that I've been followed by black SUVs and there's all this spraying going on in the sky. Is it possible you're mad? No. No. Okay, so uh, what, 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 uh, what kind of following are we talking about here? Well, the chemtrails and the, these black SUVs, they're, they're going to come get me eventually. Mm-hmm. You sound real convinced. It's true. Mm-hmm. How do you know? Because they're following me, and there's planes spraying all over the sky everywhere. Okay, terrible call. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. It was, you know, there are people out there that actually believe that stuff. I didn't believe that he was one of them. Did you, Mark? No. No, he didn't. I was, not, I was unconvinced. He didn't really sound as nuts as uh, many of the people that actually do uh, believe that stuff. Right. You either have to go over the top with that or believe it, one of the two. But, uh, you know, it was just kind of it was kind of laying there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. He didn't have anything else like th- there was nothing below the surface of his uh, of his fake call. And if you if you're going to call in and do a crank call on the on this program, which you're welcome to do. And it is free talk live. We'll take your calls about anything. Some cranks last longer than others. Right. I mean, some cranks will just ask question after question and get good answers. But uh, when you have the chance to expand upon the premise of your call and all you have is long pauses and a, re- a repeating of your original premise, you don't have anything. Right. A, a good crank call is, uh, is really the, uh, the ability to think on your feet and tell a good story. Which I can't say I'd be really good at. Like if I were to go out and, and, and try to do a crank call like that, I, I don't know. I, I'd have to really think in advance and really kind of uh, you know, pencil out some options of where a conversation could go. You know, why? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Who are you? you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So miserable. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL I think CAI tough on him. Um, I mean, you know, you got to practice, right? Yeah. Like, it might have been his first call into a radio show. I mean, I prefer maybe. that. I prefer maybe. he not practice on us, but, you know. Yeah, well, you know, maybe, maybe you're right about that. And I'm sure the uh, conspiracy people out there are very upset uh, that we aren't taking this seriously. I mean, you know, maybe it was true, Mark. Maybe he really is uh, being followed by uh, black SUVs and they're spraying chemicals all over him from the sky and he's just so uh, stunted by all of that activity that he was just simply uh, very good caller. <laughs> unable to uh, to communicate and yes 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 there have been stories in the past that that pretty much do validate some of the claims at least that there may have been chemicals sprayed from the sky I mean, we used to live in Florida uh, they did this malathion spraying thing where they everybody knew it i mean it wasn't like a secret thing when that happened the chemtrail people though the people that believe this is happening on a regular basis the malathion thing was what back in the late 90s when that happened that seems like that was about the time yeah it was a one-time thing it was uh, back in the late 90s very controversial and there was another story i think out of the uk uh where they were experimenting with spraying something and again you know it hit the news people were aware of this but the people that uh, that believe this chemtrail 
claim, uh, believe that uh, they're being sprayed on a regular basis, that whenever they look up in the sky, that every time they see a, an airplane leaving a contrail, that that's in, uh, in fact a chemtrail, according to them, that it's, it's you know, some sort of uh, fumage being released from uh, the backside of an airplane that is intended to, well, it depends on who you ask, but it, it, it is, according to them, intended to either control your mind, stunt your growth, make you sick. Uh, I think those are pretty much the, the three. You know, essentially to uh, to poison uh, physically the uh, the American people, and it just seems kind of silly to me. It just seems silly because uh, contrails have been around for a long time, and people are living longer today than they've ever lived in the past. So I don't really understand what the basis of this is beyond just fear mongering, beyond just just expressing this idea that around every corner uh, there isn't laying in wait some agent of the government attempting to poison you or control your mind. And to me, while I am somebody who who believes the government does not have my best interests in mind, I'm also not somebody who believes that there's, there's a government agent out there constantly tracking me or constantly trying to to poison me. It's just a a view of the world that I don't hold and I'm not interested in in holding. I suppose I could be persuaded were I shown actual evidence that was, you know, incontrovertible. Evidence that makes sense. Like when you uh after the Malathion spring, there was some sort of residue you know that there was there's some proof there that there was an airplane spraying stuff out of the uh, the sky. I don't think anybody ever really got. Uh, well, I guess there were some people that claimed to have gotten sick from it. Uh, I guess you, you were told to not be outside during the uh, the spraying of this stuff. But I, I you know, there's not that there's that stuff that, that that kind of proof that level of proof doesn't exist with the chemtrail claims. There's some websites. Lots of websites. There's some pictures on some websites of some contrails. That's not proof. So 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Oh, I can predict already uh, what they'll say when they call in. Because, well, it's only a half an hour into the show, so it's inevitable that some of the chemtrail people will call in. Well, you just need to do more research. No. No, no. I've looked. You know, because when I first heard about this... Years ago, I thought, boy, if that's true, that's pretty outrageous. I'll look into that. And I looked into it. And what I found was that the websites that were advocating that there are people spraying chemicals from the sky, the government people, presumably, uh, that those websites are, they look like crackpot sites. Long, rambling web pages like timecube.com. Lots of uh, circular quotations, too. Like they, they quote each other. Well, they, they quote each other who quote each other who quote each the other. The websites you know, quote each other. Round and around in circles. Yeah. And, uh, they've and got people some, claiming to be doctors. Right. they got some cla- you know, retired meteorologists who... Uh, he's he's nuts. Books. Yeah. <laughs> There's more coming up. You can bring up anything. 800-259-9231. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. 
Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system with over 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there. Uh, you can head over to bbs.freetalklive.com and get interactive, bbs.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what, what that's what the freedom readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. All right. We continue with your phone calls about what you want. Uh, going to Justin in Mississippi. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Justin. Hey, what's going on? What's on your mind tonight, Justin? Oh, not much. I heard you guys talking about chemtrails. I got some really good pictures yesterday. I Now, I'm not one of those people who actually believes the chemtrails, although I wouldn't put it, you know, I wouldn't put it past the government, but uh, 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 they had these military jets put, uh, going over and kind of in a crosshatch pattern just all over Jackson. And, I mean, it looked like, a, by the time they were done, it looked like a big lattice fry. It I is mean, disturbing. I, I took some... Huh? It's disturbing to see those uh, those contrails and, and these crosshatch uh, formations. I, I, I find it disturbing, too. Oh, yeah. So I took some pictures, and I was thinking about sending them to Alex Jones, but uh, he's been on kind of a, uh, a vaccine kick lately. I don't think he'd really... Uh, so you took uh, pictures of it even though you don't believe that uh, chemicals are being sprayed? Well, it's not, that, it's not that I doubt that chemicals are being sprayed. It's that I don't have any, you know, reliable, positive... Uh, empirical evidence. I see. I mean, I, I know the technology exists, and I know that, um, well, I, uh, having read a, uh, the, uh, I don't know if you ever read it, have you ever read Undue Risk by um, Jonathan Moreno? No. Well, uh, it uh, he um, he's a bioethicist at, uh, I believe, the University of Pennsylvania, and uh, he wrote about uh, top-secret government experiments that were done during the Cold War era, uh, without informed consent and all this, and uh, it's unbelievable the the kind of things that that they did. Like, oh yeah, uh, I mean nuclear testing and things like that. I mean they've there have been oh, yeah. some terrible, terrible stories about governments doing awful things to people without their knowledge and without their consent. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, but those stories are oh, confirmed yeah. uh, at this point, and you know they're they're pretty. It's a pretty safe thing to go out there and say that yeah, out in Nevada they put some people's lives in jeopardy by uh, by doing nuclear testing and and that sort of thing. Uh, but like oh, you say, yeah, it's with, the, yeah. with these chemtrail claims, there's there's absolutely nothing to back it up beyond the overactive imaginations, in my opinion, of the people that are their the purveyors of those claims. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, uh, like I said, I, I certainly don't put it past the government to do something like that but uh you know whether it's for weather control or soft kill weapons or what you know or spraying bacteria or what have you but uh uh but uh yeah i mean uh, other than 
the fact that the technology exists. I, I haven't, you know, seen any uh, anything released in the news saying, yeah, we're we're spraying to uh, to uh, uh, block the sun or or whatever, cool down the planet or or what have you, you know, but. Justin, thank you you for that. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Ted, listening in the woods on the amp line. Hello, Ted. Hey, y'all. Ted. Mark in. What's going on? What's on your mind, dude? No, I just want to tell y'all that at Penske, he's got his vehicles mixed up because I don't have a a Suburban. I got a Bronco. (laughs) (laughs) You've been following him? Well, yeah, he owes me $20. <laughs> <laughs> See, now, if, if if he would have given us that part of that story, we would have understood stood a little further. Yeah, I know. I was- I was, wondering, I was wondering if he's going to drop my name there. I was like, hey, this son of a bitch, he's calling in, talking about me following him. So well, why does he owe you $20? What did you loan him the money for? Oh, he wanted a, one of my chemtrail machines. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What is, what is a chemtrail machine? Well, it's just one of them Sputniks that I told you all how to build. A Sputnik? What, the, the the garbage bag full of uh, like yeah. helium or something. I don't remember that. God. Yeah, he was just on a, he was going to try to drop chemicals on some town that he lived near because he was mad at somebody. So what was he going to do with it? I mean, he got his own plane or what's the plan? No, man, he was going to send up one of my Sputniks, one of the balloons. Oh, okay. okay. And what what happens with the balloon? It like pops up when it gets high enough or or what? No, I usually just catch it on fire and falls back to the ground. <laughs> so, uh, Ted, can you believe that Ian doesn't remember this? No, I don't remember that. Kids. Oh, well, you know, he's got a short memory. Yeah. He didn't know what a man which was back in the day. Kids, don't do drugs. Now I know you're fake, Ted. Um, <laughs> because if you've been, you haven't been listening that long. What the man? Oh, I listen to your old shows. I'm an amper. I got the. Uh, the old shows. How do you um, know yeah. he hasn't been listening? Yeah, we've we've got all kinds of stuff. Because he hasn't been calling in that long. He's been calling no. in for a well, couple hey, of months. Mark, Mark, yes, I'm sir? an amper. I get the old shows. I can download the old shows. That's true, the classic archives. I think he may have slipped the noose here. He can and not. i got a lot of free time on my hands. <laughs> why is that? Why, why do I got a lot of free time on yeah. my hands? Because I'm a... Well, I don't know. Hell, I like having free time. Good thing to do. <laughs> Ted, thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from Great. you. See, now Ted has answers to, uh, to yes. the questions. That I don't ask. care whether he's real or not, <laughs> yeah. as long as he's, he's funny. He's good. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. How long ago did he call about the, the balloon thing? It has only been a couple of months. Couple, oh, a couple of months? Jeez, I can barely remember what we talked about last night. Oh, well, actually, I, I, I remember generally what we talked about last night, but the, the farther away I get from a show, the less likely it is I'll remember what uh, the content was. All right, toll-free number 800-259-9231. Gene, the Christian anarchist, on the line in Tennessee on the amp line. Hello, Gene. Well, hi there. Hi there. Howdy. Um, I wanted to talk about the uh, thing you were talking about the other day regarding the drones uh, but also I wanted to discuss what you guys were just uh, referring to a little bit ago about uh, about the freedom movement. Okay. But first, the drones. Start with the drones. Yeah, the, the pro- news story is that uh, the U.K., they're going to be flying drones around the streets. In fact, Houston has already been testing drones, so it's it looks like it's coming to a city near you, possibly. Uh, unmanned police drones flying around uh, looking for who knows what, likely jaywalkers and uh, and speeders and, you know, those vicious criminals smoking pot and things like that. Yeah, but uh, from a private pilot's perspective, I'd like to say that... Uh, these things are dangerous. Why? Because 
they're flying around in regular airspace that, and they don't have a pilot on board. The field of view on those cameras is pretty restricted. It's not like a person's field of view where you have 180 degrees uh, uh, peripheral vision mm -hmm. and you have a pretty good uh, uh, resolution on, you know, how are you going to duplicate the resolution of the human eye in a 180-degree field? You just can't do it. So those things are eventually going to run into something. And I don't know, you know, maybe it'll be five years down the road or something, but when they run into something, they're going to cause some damage and possibly a death. Well, they it, run into another aircraft. It's, it's going to be, be as big of know. a deal as all the uh, the deaths that are caused by police officers when they don't have their lights on, or they're speeding through, or they're or they're uh, chasing after uh, you know people that haven't hurt anyone. Um, so, it's tragic, but it's the price we have to pay for safety. Yeah, it's bad enough uh, flying a plane when you have a person in it because you have to keep your head moving at all times. Now, obviously. If you're flying IFR, which is what all the big boys fly, then you're supposed to have your separation managed by the air traffic controllers, but sometimes they screw up. But when you're flying BFR, which means you don't have to be in contact with anyone other than yourself, you are responsible for your separation from other aircraft, and if you're not careful, you might run into somebody else who's flying BFR. Hey, Gene, I know you wanted to talk... I know you want to talk about something else, so hang on. We'll bring you back for that. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Yeah, if somebody runs into one of these drones, it's not going to be the government's fault. Of course no. not. Nothing's ever the government's fault. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and this is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. Are you giving candy again this year for Valentine's Day? Get creative, man. That's what shows women you care. This year, get her Georgia's famous baklava. It's Osborne approved. Walnut baklava with 50 layers of melt-in-your-mouth phyllo. All of the ingredients are premium and all natural. That's why it tastes so good. Shipped in a special container, priority mail, so it gets to you fresh and delicious. Order by February 10th to make sure you have it in time for Valentine's Day at mandrik.com. M-A-N-D-R-I-K.com. No C in there. Mandrik.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Hey, if you enjoy this program and you like the fact that we give you all the features on the website for free, you can go and promote us over at promote.freetalklive.com. It's a, a great way to learn several different methods to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world over at promote.freetalklive.com. There are a lot of reasons to look forward to the Libertarian Party National Convention. You'll meet new friends and allies and have great conversations that run late into the night. But most importantly, you'll help restore principle to the party. See why the LP is worth saving at takebackthelp.info. Take back the LP.info. All right. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. Going to Gene, uh, back to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. Gene, go ahead with your thoughts. Well, earlier when I was uh, listening to you guys, I think I saw why it is that the men who want to control us, the Rockefellers and the Bilderbergers and the guys that are up there that have millions of dollars, uh, trillions of dollars, and they succeed every time in controlling us. And I think 
I finally discovered why. And this is an argument that we've had in the past, and I don't really want to get into the argument. Uh, Mark is on the status side. He believes that the government exists and there's authority there. I'm on the anarchist side. I believe that the government does not exist and there is no authority there. And I know that, Ian, you're kind of on the fence. Now, I don't want to argue this point about authority of uh, whether government exists. What I want to say is, let's just say, for instance, I'm right, and there is no government and there is no authority. Those ultra-rich men at the top who want to take our, everything that we have and control our lives, those men already know that to be a fact. They know that there is no government, and they know that there is no authority, and they know the only thing that matters is being able to force others to do what you want them to do. And that's why they keep winning over us all the time, because they see clearly that there is no authority, that there is no government, and they act that way. They do what they want to do, and they do anything they think they can get away with without somebody cutting their throat. And that's why they succeed, and that's why we keep failing at gaining our freedom, at gaining our uh, liberty, rather than uh, being able to prevent those from, from uh, uh, you know, taking our liberty, not really taking our liberty away, but... Uh, well, wait a minute, Gene, I mean, you believe that there's no... Violating our rights, that's what I'm trying to say, violating our rights. Gene, I, I'm with you, man, I don't think I'm on the fence. I think the, the whole idea of government is a uh, sick authoritarian fantasy, um, but you don't believe in government, so why is it that they keep succeeding in, in ruling over you? Is it a, a numbers game? No, for me, it's a, it's a, uh, simply I recognize the, the violence, the fact that there, there is a mafia out there, a, a group of men who have no authority, but they do have guns, and they do have no, you know, they have no conscience, so they don't worry about hurting people to take what they want. So in order to try not to get injured, we do what we have to do. And, and like I pointed out the other day, we all do this to some extent. You guys don't allow the F word on your, on your show because you, you have to knuckle under to those men who have guns who are willing to create uh, any kind of misery in your life that they can. So I think what I'm trying to get at is those guys up there, the ones that have all the money, they recognize the simple fact that there is no government and no authority. There is only force. Mm -hmm. But us little guys down here that are trying to stop them from violating our rights, we're the ones that don't quite get the picture. We're the ones that keep thinking that there's some kind of authority there somewhere, and some judge somewhere is going to actually make a ruling that's going to make all this go away. Well, it's not going to happen because the judge doesn't have that authority because there's no authority there. It doesn't exist. Right. And what one man in a robe says isn't necessarily going to stop the uh, the men with guns from doing what they want, as we've seen. Uh, even when the ju- the men in robes uh, do make a decision that seems to be liberty-oriented, it, it doesn't, on the whole, um, do anything to increase freedom because there are there are already ten other decisions they've made that uh, you know that essentially empower the men with guns. So, Gene, thanks for uh, for the call as always. Appreciate did he, hearing. Did he have s- second point? No, that was his second point. Okay, I was talking about the movement. All right, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. Ray is in Indiana. Ray, you're on Free Talk Live. 
Oh, thank you, sir. Hey, yeah, um, I haven't got, I haven't had a chance to get get the actual details yet. But uh, there's a woman from a, a friend of mine that I work with, and uh, she was arrested and taken to the local jail, and apparently strip searched by eight or nine male officers. Oh my, that's now, outrageous. Uh, that that is outrageous. Now. Uh, as as I get more details, I'll be calling back into GCN, and I'll I'll, I'll keep you guys informed. Yeah, what was the uh, pre- do you know the pretense was for this, or anything beyond just that you heard that she was strip searched? Uh, she was she was arrested uh, for a, a I, I don't know it was some sort of a driving violation, mm-hmm. but uh, you know she was she was arrested and then strip searched in the in the presence of eight or nine male officers. Not a surprise. It, in fact, it's not even a story that uh, that is original. I mean, there there was a story what about a year ago of a a woman who had called the police uh, because of some sort of domestic incident. She was mistaken, or there was some sort of issue with her identification, and the police decided to arrest her because that tends to be what happens when uh, the police get called. They want to put someone in handcuffs and take them to a cage. And it was uh, it was at that point that they uh, decided to forcibly strip search her, and indeed they had male officers uh, doing it. You know, not that it matters if it's male or female. I mean, there's still sadistic officers on uh, on both sides. But uh, how right. typical that a bunch of cops would stand around and watch something like that? Well, it's just when when I do get when I do ultimately get lay my hands on the details, I, I I'm trying to call the woman on the phone, and I called you guys up in the interim. But, uh, you know, I, I will get the details, and I'm hoping that she'll let me tape an interview, and uh, this is going to get posted far and wide because this this, this is it, it's just two steps beyond anything that I ever want to even dream about happening in the United States of America. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to say that, uh, like, I, like I mentioned before, it's not... It's not an original story, and it's probably more commonplace than we even realize. I thank you for the call tonight, and, uh, and uh, you know, when you get the details, let us know. 800-259-9231. The last one we were talking about, they had video. So there was evidence of uh, the, the woman's claims about how she was treated by the police. I don't recall any hearing anything about what <laughs> happened as a result of that. I you guess sh- they all lost their jobs, right? No, usually what happens is usually the way this goes is the allegations come out and sometimes there's video, sometimes there's not. But even if there is video and even if it's damning video, typically the uh, departments will make excuses for their behavior. Well, she was under arrest. Well, she wasn't being, uh, you know, she she wasn't being cooperative. It's it's common policy for us to strip search uh, our arrestees. It, when you go into jail, you know, I had been there once, uh, when you go into jail, they demand that you take off your clothes and that you put on the jail uniform. Well, if you don't want to take off your clothes, like maybe because you believe you're innocent and that it's an outrage that you've been taken into jail as the woman that we were talking about. I'm not sure what the details are in Ray's case, but the woman that we were talking about never heard it. Uh, she never harmed anybody. She called the police expecting they would come and help her with the situation. Instead, they helped her into a cage. So I don't blame her for feeling indignant or upset about, you know, perhaps being demanded to uh, to remove her clothing. So if you don't remove your clothing, they'll remove it for you. And maybe they have a rule that says that it has to be done by a, a guard who is uh, of the same sex. Maybe. 
Maybe they don't. I don't know. Usually it's if one's available, I believe is the way they describe it. Um, you know, it. this is the improper use of the jail by the police. Um, and law enforcement has grown up, uh, you know, to the size that it uses jail as a punishment for disobedience. Jail is really intended as a place to hold people before they get the punishment meted out by the court, and then they are moved to prison, or they can stay at the jail if that is where they... Uh, Usually know. jail is up to a year. Yeah, jail is up to a year, generally. Um, but what they're doing is they're using it many times with... They'll charge somebody and then drop the charges after a couple of days because mm-hmm. they just wanted to put them in jail and mess with them. That's what's happening here with one of the activists right now. I think it's fine that they go ahead and uh, you know get people naked and spray them with quail in order to keep the uh, the lice population down in jail, that's fine and dandy. The problem is, is that they're using jail um, in the fashion that the you know against people who a aren't a flight risk and b aren't a danger to society. Those are the two reasons that you would put somebody in a jail. Toll free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Coming up, a story from Australia. That has to do with their ratings classification board, I believe is uh, what it's called, the uh, Australian classification board. This is a group of bureaucrats that apparently looks at uh, all the different material that is being brought into Australia and approves or disproves it. We'll uh, tell you what they're up to. Coming up. How long can you hold your breath? Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Uh, so there's a lot uh, still to uh, to get to. Your calls, if you make them, are the primary element of the program. Uh, coming up here, there's a story out of Australia that to me is pretty outrageous. I mean, it is... There have been so many stories over time about the uh, various different child pornography laws out there that uh, have resulted in teenagers being arrested for taking pictures of themselves which i actually have two stories like that tonight to talk about if we want if we want to get to those we can do that too but uh you know teenagers being arrested for uh for taking nude photos of one another and being charged with child porn there's that there's also uh, people that have been arrested and convicted for having 
cartoon pornography. There was one guy that had pictures, uh, depictions of the Simpsons engaging in sexual activity with one another. And because it was Bart and Lisa and not Homer and Marge, it was child pornography. Uh, I mean, there's manga, this uh, Japanese anime kind of uh, comic book style artwork that has been confiscated and called child Child pornography. There are parents who have taken uh, photographs of their children in the bathtub that have brought them uh, brought them to be developed because for some reason people still use film, uh, but they brought (laughs) them to be developed. And they've been reported to the police, and they've been charged with child pornography. Of course, none of these things in in my book uh, meets the definition of child pornography because, well, we're not necessarily talking about children, nor are we talking about them doing anything pornographic. Because to me, nudity isn't porn. Right. You know, it's it. You can take your child to a nudist camp, and some of these people uh, that that support this crap would have you thrown into prison. For years and years and years for doing that. But you can take your child to a nudist camp and it's not child abuse. No, you're right. And uh, th- that, and there they can see all kinds of naked people, including other children. So, uh, so there's just story after story of the absurdity of how these laws are being enforced. I think laws that originally were probably crafted with the best of intentions, the idea Aren't that... Aren't they all? Right. The, the idea that children should not be forced into sexual situations and, you know, uh, and, and recorded, especially doing it, and, and have that distributed all around the Internet. Right. And now the, the, the fervor around uh, child abuse, child abduction, child porn is so great, um, at least... Least, you know, here in uh, this country, uh, I, I don't know what it's like around the world, but I would imagine it's similar. That it's it the, the opinion is it doesn't really matter how many rights are trampled on. It doesn't matter how many people, innocent people, that we incarcerate, as long as we catch up in the net some people who would abuse children. So it's it's, go- it's ludicrous. It's outrageous. It's gone even further now, and it's. I'm just stunned by this. I, I'm stunned, but I feel like I shouldn't be. I feel like I should just see this story and say, yeah, well, yeah. makes sense that they would do that. Uh, because, well, it makes sense in a crazy, illogical, uh, authoritarian ruling over <laughs> others kind world. of dystopian yeah. universe. The, I'll just let me just get to the story here uh, from somebody think of the children dot com and uh, the register dot co dot uk. I, I went and I looked around to make sure this I've was got really it from sodahead dot com here, too. And it was uh, ripped from the pages of freetalklive.com. dot com. That's right. It's on the uh, I think it's the second to- second from the top story on our website right now. The Australian Sex Party said Wednesday that the Australian Classification Board, the ACB, is now banning depictions of small-breasted women in adult publications and films. It comes just a week after it found that material with depictions of females ejaculating during orgasm are also now, as they call it, refused classification, and Australian Customs is directed to confiscate it. So apparently they have a a lengthy list of things that are not supposed to come into Australia. Does that mean you can produce it in Australia? I'm not not positive on that. Okay. I I don't imagine you could. They're banning the importation. I don't imagine that you could. Uh, ASPs, the Australian Sex Party's Fiona Patton... They have a sex party? ...writes on her party's website that they are starting to see depictions of women in their late 20s being banned because they have an A-cup breast size. She says that this is in response to a campaign led by Kids Free to Be Kids and promoted by whoever. Uh, Mainstream companies such as Larry Flint's Hustler produced some of the publications that have been banned... 
The companies are regulated by the FBI to ensure that only adult performers are featured in their publications. So you're talking about publications like Barely Legal, uh, which is a Larry Flint hustler publication that is what it sounds like. You know, young ladies who are of legal age who perhaps maybe look young, right? I mean, that's the purpose of the Barely Legal publication. And according to the Australian Classification Board, according to the uh, yeah the ACB, that publications like that will not be allowed. And there's a follow-up. Yeah, what's over- the what's the point in having an age limit uh, for you know or at, 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 yeah an age limit that women can pose naked if they can't pose naked at that age? And how insulting is this to women who don't have you know B cup C cups uh, breasts? I mean, it's 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 like they're calling them children. How in, how much more insulting is it um, is it for those uh, those women's husbands? You're calling those guys pedophiles. The National Classification Code dictates that anything that describes or depicts a person who is or appears to be a child under 18 in a way that is likely to cause offense to a reasonable adult is refused classification. State crime acts are also similar. As if. Anybody who works for the government is reasonable. Victoria's criminal code includes the or appears to be clause in its definition of child pornography, and it doesn't need to cause offense to a reasonable adult for it to be illegal. Even if you are 18 years old but you look younger, taking a photograph of your breasts and uploading it to the Internet could land you or someone you know in serious trouble. Keep in mind it's highly unlikely that a naked photograph of a 30, 40, or 50-year-old woman with small breasts would appear to be child pornography on the basis of her breast size alone. Small breasts do not automatically mean that something will be banned or is illegal. However, if you're 18, 20, 23, you know, in the younger range of the 20s... But, well, the, the ones that sell the most uh, porn, I, I, you must say. You yeah, know. Playboy magazine, uh, you know, they don't do the, the small breast thing necessarily, but they... Hire girls that are 18, 19, 20, 21. Those are the ones that people want to see naked. Uh, if you've got small breasts Some and you're in that age range, it doesn't matter if you've got all of the required documentation. As they point out, there's American uh, American federal law requires the purveyors of, uh, of adult content, of pornography in America to have records. So that if, uh, if, if barely, barely legal this month's issue... There's somebody at Hustler Publications that can be contacted, that uh, can be asked, okay, this girl on page whatever, who is she? How old is she? I mean, they're probably not going to give uh, anybody but government agencies the real names of these girls. But nonetheless, those, those, that information is on file. They've got a scan of their driver's license. They've taken the time to, uh, to ensure that they are the, uh, the correct age because they'll be liable. They'll be you know, charged with child porn if they, <laughs> Absolutely. If they, if they don't do that. When it comes to child pornography laws, um, it, you know, the, the fact is you're guilty until proven innocent. You've got to prove that that girl in that picture is over 18. Because they'll just say, well, she looks under 18. That's good enough for us. That's child porn. So these companies, they cross all their T's. They dot all their I's. They've made sure these girls are the uh, the uh, the appropriate age according to whatever the arbitrary laws have been passed about uh, about child pornography. Now, of course, uh, that doesn't matter. That, basically, what this case is saying out of Australia is none of that matters. That if you look like you might be younger than 18 – then it's banned from Australia. And the suggestion there is, of course, we're in the area of thought crimes again. 
You know, this is the second time this week that the topic of thought crimes has uh, has come up based on some new laws that are uh, that are coming out. Essentially, the suggestion is that well, gr- guys that look at this are thinking about children. As though an 18-year-old girl resembles a child in any way, shape, or form. Or a 17-year-old girl is a child. Right. So the idea is that, well, if they're looking at uh, young women with small breasts, then they must be pervert, uh, you know, pedophiles. And that's a real big leap. A real big leap to make. And very it's an offensive dis- one. It's very disturbing this is happening. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Do you agree with this? It's Free Talk Live. Do you remember the old Libertarian Party, back when it was centered around the non-aggression principle? The LP used to serve as an educational vehicle, turning the public on to liberty through the electoral process and bringing activists together to further their own understanding of the philosophy. It was also the main feeder organization for the larger movement. We want to bring that LP back. Join the Libertarian wing of the Libertarian Party and help restore the party of principle. Visit TakeBackTheLP.info. That's TakeBackTheLP.info. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Julia, sitting in for the remainder of the program uh, for the first time in 2010. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, I've been busy. You are a busy lady. 800-259-9231. You caught some of the last segment uh, as you were coming in here and kind of getting settled into the studio. Uh, the story is from several websites. Uh, somebodythinkofthechildren.com. It's one of the sites that uh, that broke the news, the register.co.uk, basically announcing that the Australian Classification Board, which is apparently some governmental bureaucracy that, I guess, looks at all the porn that comes into the country. <laughs> what Can a you imagine? job, Yeah, huh? that job. Uh, they, yeah, they're they, not perverted weirdos. They look at all the porn that comes into the country and then, based on uh, certain criteria, decide whether or not it will be allowed to be imported. And basically what they're saying is that if you have small breasts and you're a young lady in that you're, you know, 18 to 25 or something like that, to, to where the, the censors believe that you could be representing yourself as younger than 18 or that you could be mistaken, for instance, as, uh, as younger than 18 – that your film or your magazine, your adult content, will be prohibited. And I just think it's it's just amazing to me that this is uh, this is going on. It's quite clearly, you know, this is a concept here is thought crime. The idea is that well, because some guys out there will look at a girl who's eighteen with small breasts and think of her as as though she's 13 or something like that, that uh, therefore these products should be banned completely because someone out there might think untoward thoughts, you know, unsocietally acceptable thoughts about uh, about that particular pornography. And it's very disturbing. It is very disturbing. The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Stephanie in New Hampshire on the AMP line. Hello, Stephanie. Hello. Hey, hey I want a job where I can uh, look at porn all day. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, you guys were talking about this this porn ban, and immediately it made me think of this is going to create some kind of a black market, and it's not going to be good for uh, the women in Australia or the and, kids, uh, or the kids. Yeah, and I think uh, 
we can kind of see examples of things like this in uh, Japan where uh, there's been a real chilling effect on the, uh, not just porn, but other forms of art um, due to certain laws that were passed there. And uh, they have they have certain laws about obscenity, and I guess you can't show certain body parts on TV and or in any, any form of uh, pornography. And they have got uh, these things like groping on the subways. Have you guys heard about this? Oh, sure, and, sure. Yeah, I think you've read articles about it before on the air where, you know, these young women get on the subway and then there are all these people around them and there are men groping them or, or maybe women, I don't know. but Right, some, train, uh, some of the train companies have actually created women's only cars simply because the groping problem is so uh, widespread in Japan. Yeah, that's right. And uh, they also have things like these hidden cameras that I guess they put them in, you know, bathrooms or other places and they try to get views up uh, women's skirts and things like that. And I don't always always think that, that those are, you know, staged and like with the woman's consent. I think sometimes those are just hidden and oh, yeah. they're exploiting them. Yeah. And and then there's, you know, there has been I don't know how much detail. I don't I don't want to get into detail on the air, but you know, there are certain styles of pornography that have arisen in Japan as a direct result of these laws saying that you cannot show, uh, for instance, a penis on in pornography. And they, they just find these bizarre ways to get around it, and it, mm. <laughs> it has all these perverse consequences. And so I'm kind of wondering, what are the people in Australia who want to look at women who maybe look uh, like they're 18 or something like that in, in porn, what are they going to do? Are they going to try to find that in other ways and right. maybe yes they are that's really right the answer they essential ways absolutely yeah. they're going to find it that's a good question what in what uh, bizarre manner will this uh, prohibition manifest itself in the behavior of the people who are seeking this particular product well there's definitely a market for it too because it, like just like there are men who like women with really really big breasts there are men who like women with a cup breasts and there are sure. men who just like to watch porn with women with a cup breast, and it doesn't necessarily have to do. I, I don't think it has anything, with the exception of a small amount of weirdos out there. It doesn't have anything to do with them looking like children, because a 20 a year old woman with a cup breast does not look like a child. I agree right, completely. It's just, it's just a body type. I mean, some people and think that's beautiful, and that's fine with me. Well, she does if they if she shaves down there. What? <laughs> this is the equivalent of outlawing, uh, you know, shaved. Know maybe that's next, Mark. Maybe maybe next. what you stumbled absolutely on. is next. Right, like that. Now that they've banned uh, women with small breasts who are of a younger age set, maybe they will now ban all. Uh, at least if you're in your 20s or 18 or 19, you will not be allowed to have, uh, you know, shaved down there if uh, if you're in pornography. <laughs> because well, you know, some perverts might think that that means that uh, you're trying to, uh, you know, represent yourself as being younger than 18. And I would like to know what pervert out there that likes looking at children is like hey i can't look at children so i should look at 18 year old girls with yeah. small breasts instead no no anyone's sick enough to do that i mean there there are ways to find real child porn out there or as we we had a we had a real true honest pedophile uh on this show for over an hour one time a few years ago and he pointed out something that seemed so obvious after the fact but something I never really thought of uh, before he pointed it out, and that is that go ahead, ban all of the uh, you know the teenagers taking pictures of one another, ban the the girls that are eighteen with small breasts, ban all that stuff, 
a real pedophile is going to go open the Sears catalog and look at the underwear section. They don't care if the kids are naked or not. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. All it does is create a chilling effect, and it's it's so arbitrary. Whatever some bureaucrat feels is too young, whatever that may be, all of the producers will adjust their standards to that so that they don't get banned and they can legally sell their product. And that type of body type is just not going to be out there, and people are still going to be demanding it. Oh, it'll and be out it, there in uh, the reams and reams of websites that are purveying amateur porn, wherein, right. uh, you know, they, they, they these sites are tremendously popular. And impossible, impossible to for the Australian it. government to regulate. Well, no, no, not impossible, because remember, Mark, they've got their Australian filters now, the oh, internet they? service providers. I, I think they're just well, kicking we, that off. Uh, then this was the natural... Uh, next step uh, stephanie any other thoughts on this tonight yeah do you guys remember i think you may have talked about this but there was actually a producer in america um max hardcore or something like that Mm -hmm. who got it's they went after him for some kind of an obscenity charge and uh i believe you were talking about it from the standpoint of well he's making these pretty gross films but all of the women in his film stood up and testified and said that, you know, they weren't coerced. They were doing this of their own accord, and everybody right. was fine with it. And he still got convicted. And I think that that did have a, a major chilling effect on the adult industry. And I'm sure people who still want to find that kind of stuff can, can find it, like you just said. They'll look on the Internet. Absolutely. Uh, they'll look on the Internet. And in, in the case of Max Hardcore, which is a very disturbing product, uh, like you said, the women in, the, in his films consented to it. But if you ban Max Hardcore and you take it out of the legitimate market, then the uh, the sicko sex films that are made to replace him may not involve women who consented. That's what happens exactly. when you get, you know bring the black market into play. Thank you for the call, Stephanie. Appreciate the thoughts. At 800-259-9231, you can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine, nutritious vitamins and minerals and a delicious chocolate taste for your picky eaters. Be sure to visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. With kids, food battles are more about control than about food. If you want to avoid a battle with your picky eater, give them a say in what they eat. At dinner, let them choose between broccoli or fruit salad. At the supermarket, give them three cereals to pick from. The more control they have, the less there is to argue about. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. They include the wiki. You can go and edit virtually anything you see. WIKI.freetalklive.com. Over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. Wiki.freetalklive.com. The public school system sucks off the productive capacity of hardworking people, and whether public education succeeds or fails, spoiler alert, it fails, at providing real education to the public, the cost goes up and up year after year. There are no refunds. Oh, and it also destroys individualism and curiosity. School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of public education. Visit schoolsucksproject.com to learn more. 
800-259-9231. There's what I consider a pretty outrageous story here out of Australia. And there's another version of it. There's actually more to the story about what this Australian censor board, or whatever they call themselves, the Australian classification board. Because, you know, classification just sounds a little more politically correct than censorship. Yeah. Because that's essentially what this is. Uh, they're deciding, apparently, what can and can't be brought in as far as adult uh, content to Australia. Indeed, it also apparently is relating to the Internet filter they are now foisting upon everybody in, the, uh, in Australia. Now, remember when we talked about the Internet filtering scheme that they had planned over there? Yes. My recollection was that the, uh, the proposal was that they would only be outlawing, you know child porn and stuff like that that there would they wouldn't be banning all adult content sites from the internet it's amazing that people are still gullible enough to go for this whole uh you know that, that the government will stay inside the bounds that it sets for itself when it sets a promise promise but it, it 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 doesn't. It never has, and it never will. No, because the government creeps. It's yes. all about mission creep, and it's creeping pretty fast. I mean, they just. I don't even know if they've started the internet filter, but if they ha- if they haven't, it's coming quickly. And so they've already expanded the definition of uh, child pornography to include pictures of women who are in their early twenties that may appear to be younger. There's a story here at the Register. Uh, The proposed Australian government clampdown on smut just got a whole lot broader as news emerged of a ban on small breasts and female ejaculation in adult material. Why is female ejaculation banned? I don't even get it. Somebody doesn't like it. There isn't a lot of female ejaculation. It's like standard porn. I mean, it's not. (laughs) No, there's not. No, but it's a specialty. There there is porn out there that does have uh, that sort of thing. And but, like that's a real like supposedly like there are v- rare women out there who can really ejaculate like that. So what's the problem? Well, that, that, you know, that it's disgusting to someone and I can certainly understand. I mean, you know, like, scat porn, scatological, uh, you know, the things that uh, make scatological porn happen to everyone on a daily basis, at least if you're healthy. And, um, you know, they, uh, people find that disgusting. I find it disgusting, but I wouldn't outlaw somebody looking at it if that's what they want to look at. Absolutely. Breasts came under the spotlight a year ago as Senators Barnaby Joyce and Guy Barnett commenced a campaign against publicly available porn, rounding up magazines from corner shops and filling stations. Senator Joyce claimed that publications featuring small-breasted women were encouraging pedophilia because they've got nothing better to do and and this goes back to something that you had said uh in the last segment julia the idea that uh that guys that want to look or women i I suppose they're probably women out there too that uh they have to be right pedophiles but uh that that people that want to look at children naked or involved in sex acts would somehow be uh stirred by looking at an 18 year old girl with small breasts not even in the, the same body ballpark. type isn't the same and a little even like if you think about a like a girl a young lady who's going through puberty like a 13 the boobs are shaped differently they're not like they're not they're growing they're i don't i don't know exactly how to describe it but a they're three feet taller too <laughs> right a, a 12 year old girl with like teeny developing breasts and a flat-chested 20-year-old look nothing alike. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so it's just absurd. It just seems so absurd right on its face. But these government people will look you square in the eye and tell you that this is encouraging pedophilia. We need to put a stop to this. 
The results of the campaign are now visible in the decisions being made by the Australian Classification Board, which is uh, applying RC, refused classification categories, to such material as opposed to the previous X rating, according to the convener of the Australian Sex Party. Uh, Mainstream companies such as Larry Flint's Hustler produced some of the publications that have been banned. And at the, according to the story, the federal government censors are directing customs officials to confiscate depictions of the female orgasm in addition to the young ladies when it's accompanied with an ejaculation. So you're, allowed to, you're still allowed to show a woman orgasming, but she can't actually have an ejaculatory orgasm. Well, according to – I think it's Wikipedia says that a large majority of that is fake anyway. Yes, and how are you going to know, right? <laughs> they're not going to they're not going to put a title up at the beginning of the video. These well, this, are fake. This is all about fake stuff anyway. This is about fake children, you know, they they they're assuming fake children. It's this is it, it's it's crazy. It's thought crime nonsense. The uh let's see here. The films films that show both male and female ejaculation have been routinely given an X rating since 1983. The new ruling allows a boom in the numbers of adult films featuring female ejaculation since the pioneering research was published in her book uh, Beverly by Professor Emeritus Beverly Whipple, published in her book The G-Spot. The films are being banned on one of two grounds. These Now, we're talking specifically about the female ejaculation films. Uh, number one, that the depictions are a form of urination which is banned under the label of golden showers in the classification guidelines. They've banned that too? Or, number two, <laughs> female ejaculation is an abhorrent depiction. Abhorrent depiction apparently those gals that do do it uh, you know normally are abhorrent, abhorrent. yeah How- i've heard it's really sweet so i'm sure those girls would have something to say about that really su- i don't know what I'm really saying sweet means people who claim that they can do that which i've never met anyone but if you read about it on the internet they say that if you can have a female ejaculation that it is way better than a regular orgasm, the orgasm it's, itself it's, yeah is it's a high level right. high level of excitement as Ms. Patton points out, one of the objections raised the uh, raised the board that is wait, one of the objections raised that is film performers have been faking the production of the ejaculate. This suggests they're trying to have both their cake and eat it on this issue. Since the liquid in question is fake, there is no policy requiring the censorship of uh, of those of, of of fake product. But how are they going to uh, to to tell the difference in terms of impact on the net the australian sex party suggests the impact could be enormous and not only are banned sites to be blocked but also sites that link to banned sites are also in line for blocking wow the asp argue that there are over one million sites featuring female ejaculation and for australia to be banning depictions and discussions of this important issue takes us back into the victorian era where they didn't even believe that women could have orgasms now, yeah, I'm sure that was good for them. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't gone that far yet. They aren't banning women from having orgasms on film, just the ones that, uh, that can ejaculate during one. Both issues have recently fe- uh, featured recently in Europe. Back in November of 08, Hustler Europe filed a constitutional complaint against a section of German law that criminalizes sales and distribution of content depicting adult actors who show a youthful appearance. So this is, this is apparently a, you know something that's already been going on. So once again, you've got another example here of one government that, uh, you know, Germany did this. They banned adult actors who show a youthful appearance. <laughs> and that's an incredible ban right there. Uh, whether it was, They don't let you go shopping on Sunday in Germany either. So, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm, real free place. I'm not, uh, not clear as to what happened with that complaint. There was a, a, a complaint 
feet, uh, filed by Hustler Europe. Maybe it's still being decided over there. But essentially, this is another example of where one government does something that cracks down on freedom. No matter how – I'm sure there's a good chunk of the public out there that finds this stuff uh, abhorrent and, and disgusting or whatever. It's but not they what, don't have to watch it. It's not about whether you like it or dislike it. I, you know, I, none of these things are my thing. They're not. But it, that doesn't mean that I'm going to stop people from, from you know, doing and it. And you won't stop them. You'll just you put up roadblocks. As uh, Stephanie was pointing out, the market will find a way to deliver these products to the end consumers. And if it's the black market that's doing it, then it could mean that the uh, the actresses in question are, are put in, in danger. Uh, because, well, the, that's just the way the black market is. It's dangerous. Sure. There's more coming up here. You can bring up anything at 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. Help Free Talk Live via the AMP program for just $3 per month, and you'll get access to exclusive call-in lines, a chat room, and a forum at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You can go over there any old time of the day or night. There's dozens of categories in which you can shop. It is Amazon. You've probably been there before. It's just that you likely, if you've never been through Amazon.freetalklive.com, have never sent any of the profits our direction. I mean, that's all that's happening. It's the same great prices. It's the same great Amazon. Same great service and and, uh, free super saver shipping deals. You can buy used items in dozens of categories. It's Amazon. It's just that you're entering through our portal. And because of that, Amazon sends us a cut of what they would normally put in their bank account. So it's a great way to get the shopping done that you need to get taken care of and help Free Talk Live out all at the same time. So whether you're you know, looking to buy a new video game or uh, read a book or you know get a bunch of toilet paper, they probably sell that too. I mean, they've got almost everything there. Uh, they, they really do. Yeah, Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. However, one thing you will not find at Amazon are toda sacks. A toda sack is a... Well, it's a handle made of 100% recycled polymer right here in the United States, and I was using mine today. As a matter of fact, I brought it into the studio because I had a couple of grocery bags worth of uh, snackies for the uh, you know the, the off time in the show, and I, it was it was just easier to carry them that way. And uh, you can go check it out at totasack.com, T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com, and pick up a family pack today. It's Totasack. They can carry more than you can, a lot more. Let's go to your phone calls here. You can bring up anything. Cameron's in D.C. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Cameron. Hey, guys. How are you today? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, a couple of things. First of all, um, I don't know if you guys remember me. I'm friends with Adam up in New York. Oh, yeah. Um, I called you guys a few months ago, and I'd asked for advice at finding a job. Okay. Um, what did we tell you? I let you guys know. I kept at it. I found a job. So Sweet. That's the first part. Well, what, what, what worked actually, for you? I mean, uh, give me some pointers. What, what did we tell you, and what worked for you? I mean, how did you get the I job? Mean, I think you guys and the callers just, you know, said stick with it. I don't remember exactly. But it's basically like just keep looking, keep applying, and maybe think outside the box, which I did. I'm, I'm kind of in my field, which is audiovisual, but I'm doing sales, which I, I like. I enjoy it a lot. I get to deal with people all the time. So, um, cool. A lot of people. Thank you for that. The second thing, really quick, is as far as the uh, Australian internet pornography laws go. I know that, uh, I don't know how many people, I know that pretty much everyone on 4chan has taken exception to that, so the Australian government better watch out, because the, the hackers on 4chan, not that they can really do a lot, but I know they're not happy about it. Um, and then the third thing, the actual thing I called about was, uh, 
I know you're not really on the subject, but I just found an article on ESPN about two hours ago that the president, Barack Obama, is now uh, instructing the Department of Justice to look into the college football playoff system. Oh, jeez. Oh, I know they had talked about it. He had joked about it. Now it's official. They've filed a memo with the Department of Justice, and they're going to investigate it, and they've contacted this senator and that senator. <laughs> Well, I, this might be part of his new, pl- new, uh, you know, second year in office, better presidency plan. If he, um, you know, if he t- changes tack and uh, forgets about this whole socialized medicine thing, this whole <laughs> cap and trade thing, I think that he really can have a, a more successful presidency. Yeah, I mean, if he if he lays off, I mean, at least he's not taking, you know, trying to control health care. But I mean, I I still enjoy the. As much as there is the integrity of sports that are somewhat free of the federal government, so I concur with you. I, I think that uh, I think that the, the the college bowl system is an example of how the market can go wrong. Oh, um, absolutely. I think, I think it's I think it's terrible that there's that, that they do this sort of ranking system at the end of the season mm-hmm. where people vote on it and stuff like that. I mean, you know, put the, I know nothing about this. Put the top two teams uh, and make them play each other and and call that the Sugar Bowl or the Granddaddy Bowl or whatever bowl you want to call it. Basically, what happens, Ian, is that. They take a poll of the coaches, and then they have a computer do the rankings. And I don't know exactly, but I, they make they kind of like compare them, and they rank the teams at the end of the season, well, throughout the season, and at the end of the season based on that. And then whatever the computer says, these two teams are probably the best. They should play each other. But it always ends up being the two teams that are going to make them the most money. It never ends up actually being the undefeated team. You know, they always find an excuse. Well, the undefeated team is a smaller school, so they don't play as hard of a schedule. It's, it's just really screwed up. They, you know, they they really do screw over people that have you know these these college students that have. You know, worked really hard at the sport, unfortunately. But I mean, I don't think the president needs to get involved with that. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I I still don't really understand what the system is. It sounds very arbitrary. It, it the the system for the college picking bowl? the bowls or whatever. Yeah, it's 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 just it's a messed up system. Don't that, they have like twenty different bowls? Yes. Yeah, there's bowl, oh, yeah, at least. No, I mean, isn't that just a, an excuse for them to, uh, you know, make money, basically it, having it big is, games? And most of those don't mean anything, but the big ones, like the national championship, the games where. According, you know, the games were for college football. It, it means a lot that you win the title or whatever. They, they, it's a vote. Like they don't play. They, there's no playoff system. It's just they just kind of pick teams that are good, but they might not be the best. And you know, like there's there's Boise State. They've been undefeated twice in the last four years. They've never gotten a chance at at being at playing in the national championship game because according to the prognosticators, they're just not as big as, you know, they're not an Alabama or a Florida or a Texas, you know, they're just not one of those, so they don't deserve it, which is pretty screwed up, but again, it's not so screwed up that Orrin Hatch and Barack Obama, who are finally, I guess, Republican and Democrat working together, you know, need to control this. Uh, that's you know, that's when you know we are really, really screwed, is when the yeah. Republicans and the Democrats get together and work on something. Absolutely, I totally agree. Cameron, thanks for sharing that. Anything Thank else you on your mind tonight? Guess not. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Wow. So the federal government uh, proposing to get involved in rulemaking for college football. That's correct. Uh, now, they do send the money, right? So, oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, the colleges are effectively arms of the state. Many colleges are state 
colleges and uh, if and this is why I said this is why I said this could be part of the new better Barack Obama presidency I think that if he would have implemented uh, you know, my plan in his first year instead of his you know perhaps uh, trying something better in his second year that people would be voting Democrat for the next couple of decades as you mean a result. if he changed the rules of college football in the first college year? football would be a good plank um, the transparency thing he talked about during his uh, while he was running remember that that he mm-hmm. lied about, you know, transparency in government. Yeah. That we're going to have all the stuff on the internet five days before they vote on it and all that Sure, as nonsense. soon as they get the email working, they're going to yeah. do that. Yeah, um, that, if they would have worked on that, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, pulling us out of Iraq like he said he was going to, you know, before the last day of his presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- this this uh, Afghanistan waste of time, waste of money thing that they're, they're doing over waste there. Waste of lives. Yeah, waste of lives. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. <sighs> so what else do you say about this? I mean, the uh, the idea that the federal government will be getting involved in setting the rules for college football. You know, it, I kind of like the idea because somebody needs to go in and do it. I just know that the least qualified group of morons to do it are the federal government. Lacey Washington, two middle school students were charged with child pornography after allegedly sending a naked picture of another student from their cell phones. A 14-year-old boy at Chinook Middle School in Lacey received this is uh, yeah Washington uh, received a cell phone picture from his 14-year-old girlfriend showing her naked. Said police, when the two broke up, the boy allegedly began forwarding the image to other students on Monday night. Young girls, if you're listening, this is what happens. Older girls, if you're listening, this is what happens. The 13-year-old girl was also charged for allegedly playing a role in spreading the naked photo to other students. Or, excuse me, a 13-year-old girl. Another girl also faces charges. Tony, the victim's mother, said her daughter is devastated and regrets sending the photo. She did something out of trust. I suppose wanting to be accepted, loved, it was a mistake. Lacey police said the naked image of the girl has been sent to dozens of students in at least three different schools. Well, lock them all up. Throw them all in the clink. That's the only answer that the police could possibly have. What is their other answer? What are the cops going to do about this? Besides locking, all they have. locking up some middle school boy for sending a picture of a naked picture of his ex-girlfriend around just for kicks, uh, kicks and giggles. You can believe I mean, they aren't sorry. <laughs> Those kids aren't sorry for doing that. They'll, they'll feel sorry if they end up seeing the inside of a jail cell, but is that really what you want to happen? Is that not you, Mark, but you, the listener? I mean, those of you who think that uh, child pornography, this is child porn, these teenage kids taking pictures of themselves. Well, first of all, as we pointed out before, it's not child porn. They're not children. Right. I, I like what the mother said because she's really absolutely correct in that the only reason this girl sent photos to somebody is because she wanted attention. Mm-hmm. As many it's, teenage girls are right. looking for. And Teenagers in general. I'm sorry, but if you've not been a teenage girl, and, and it's the same for teenage boys, obviously, but it's different. You, you just don't understand what it's like to want people to appreciate your body and stuff like that as a young a girl, especially when you're told by your parents and other people that you shouldn't feel that way. Yep. It's not like they've got conversation skills going for them, you know. I mean, no, they go to government school. So, uh, you know, if if they charge this young man for distribution of child porn, they need to charge the young lady lady for uh, creation of child porn. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do that because in many cases they would do such a thing. In fact, I've got another case that is very similar. 
Both happening the same week here. We'll come to that here in a moment. I think the girl did get charged in the other case. Uh, there's more coming up. You can bring up whatever you want. Hour three's on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Freetalklive.com. Completely redesigned, by the way. In case you haven't been yet, please head on over. It's much more community-oriented. allows you to essentially select the content that appears on our website. Uh, you get to submit the content, and then it gets to be voted on. Whether uh, other people like it or dislike it, uh, well, you'll just have to put something in there and see what happens. Go to freetalklive.com. Now, uh, we're continuing. I uh, want to continue a discussion, bring you listeners up to speed that are just tuning in this hour, about child pornography. In this case, we're talking about a story in, uh, out of Lacey, Washington, as reported uh, by Cairo News where a 14-year-old boy at a middle school there, 14 seems a little old for a middle school, but maybe he's in eighth grade, a little late. Uh, anyway, he, was, uh, he received a cell phone picture from his 14-year-old girlfriend, which showed her naked. When the two broke up, the boy allegedly began forwarding the image to other students, and he's been charged with child pornography. A 13-year-old girl was also charged for allegedly playing the, a role in spreading the naked photo to other students. So even though the girl who took the picture wasn't charged, which is unusual, normally they'll charge her too, uh, she wasn't charged. They did charge another girl. She's the victim this time. For simply forwarding it on uh, to, the other, uh, to the other teenagers. And uh, as the mom points out, she did something out of trust, I suppose wanting to be accepted and loved, and it was a mistake. And yeah, it, it was a mistake. Uh, it probably and, caused some embarrassment uh, for her. Like young people, I mean, they they, they just make mistakes. I mean, people of all ages makes mistakes. Sure. But young people make a you lot make of more. mistakes. <laughs> and it's really important to learn from that. And I, I feel like it's kind of scary to be a young person these days because there's all kinds of laws out there that as a young person, you probably have no 
idea about. And to think that you could do something that just feels natural and maybe you're looking for a little attention and it's a mistake that you could learn from. It's not like there wouldn't be consequences of this. Like 50 million people now have this girl's picture and she's probably embarrassed. But to think that on top of that, there could be legal trouble is scary. Absolutely. Well, I think it's it's worse here that if, um, you know, what would would essentially would have been sort of a a spat between uh, you know two people that were two young people that were dating each other a decade ago now with the advent of technology you know this girl shows you know are you telling me that 13 and 14 year old kids weren't looking at each other naked uh, a decade ago well now because it's preserved in digital format for everyone to see and easily forwarded on a cell it's phone. It's a felony for two kids, two, a 13- and 14-year-old, uh, are going to have felony records. They're going to uh, you know, be sex offenders, maybe yeah. for the rest of their lives. It depends on the state and its rules. Uh, but Odds are good. Child porn, likely going to be the rest of their lives. Presuming they're charged as adults, which, I mean, it's, imagine it is. Child porn does, it doesn't have a juvenile charge, right? I mean, that's an adult-sounding charge. Yeah. Uh, but also, what about this aspect of the story? How would this situation be different? Because Courtney Shreve of the North Thurston School District, one of the bureaucrats, says this. When you do things like this, cyberbullying, these phone messages, you can damage somebody's life for the rest of their life. That's a bad quote. You don't use the same word <laughs> well, twice within not, four words. Not to mention, uh, if you call the government when you should be dealing with things, uh, you know, from a person-to-person basis, you could damage someone for the rest of their life. lives. The, yeah. I mean, in this case, this is what the government's going to do to these other kids. The idea, for first of all, to me it's absurd, the idea that having a naked picture taken of yourself at age 14 is going to be with around, you 10 years later. Right. No, that's absurd. As though it's going to matter. As though she's going to go in and apply for a job at the local, you know, wherever it is that she's looking to uh, to go to work, and they're going to hunt around on the internet and find out, no. oh, well, nope, sorry, sweetie, uh, you, look, we found this news story from a decade ago, uh, you were 14, you took a picture of yourself naked. We we just can't have someone like that. You know here. What, what actually stays with people and ruins their lives is government criminal charges, mm-hmm. most of which are not criminal, not real crimes anyway. Things like possession of marijuana, even possession of heroin or something like that. That stuff stays with people. That stuff ruins people's lives, prevents them from getting jobs and things like that. Not some 13 year old seeing you naked 10 years ago. Yeah, so I, I just don't believe the claims that anything that a teenager does as far as taking nude photos of themselves is going to have any kind of impact on them down the line. At this point, the Internet is so filled uh, with I mean, teens, naked yeah, teens, with, with naked teens. It is not a big deal. Yeah. And it's actually the big deal that's being made out of this from because um, calling in the law caused the, the journalists to care. Exactly. So the journalism wouldn't have been there and, and all the hullabaloo made over it if it hadn't been for the, 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 the cops coming in. That's my point here, is that if anything, it's it's the bringing in of the system that has made this worse. It's the attention that has been uh, generated here that has made this worse. If they hadn't have gone after these kids, if the, the picture had just gone around and... And uh, it would die. Yeah, like, it would die off. It, it would be the thing for a couple of weeks yeah. and people would forget about She'd it. She'd get be ribbing. Some, yeah, there'd She'd be, be made fun of. And, and in, I mean, it, it depends. She may get made fun of. She also may get positive attention from it. Like, you don't necessarily know. 
Yep, she's, she's clearly. I don't know what she willing. looked like. So if she, I, I mean, just I, I could be totally wrong about this, but when I think about what I looked like when I was thirteen, you know, I, if I was going to take a naked picture of myself, I wouldn't do it unless I felt like I had a decent body. And in that, if that's the case, then there are would be positive attention that would come from that as well. Clearly, she's willing to accept attention uh, based on her, you know, what she looks like naked. Um, and you know, I honestly, I don't, I don't know. There, there, there's a large segment of the population out there that's willing to accept that attention, and the idea here is is that you know a thirteen of thirteen or was she fourteen or was the she was fourteen he she was, was 14. fourteen that a, that a fourteen year old girl can't make that decision, but apparently she did, um, and if she can't make that decision as to whether or not to take the picture, how can the fourteen year old boy that distributed it be able be responsible for making the decision to distribute it? It's so stupid. If they're going to charge this young man with distribution of porn, they need to charge this young lady with production of porn. And that's what's wrong with this scenario. Well, you don't I mean, mean that, though. No, I mean, not, not really. I don't think it should be done at all. But it's Well, if the teens are convicted, they could spend up to 30 days in detention, and they would be forced to register as sex now, offenders. Now, that is something that ruins people's lives. That does not sure go does. away when you're 18. This bureaucrat is talking about something that's ruining lives here. Not the girl taking pictures. She would forget that even happened 10 years ago. But Even if she doesn't forget about it, it's not, not like she's going to go to sleep thinking about it every night. No, she would not forget that she's a sex offender and that she, in a lot of places she would need to live in certain areas with other sex offenders. And like that kind of crap ruins people's lives. Right. Why? And why are they just going after two kids? I mean, they say here in the story that dozens of kids in the school district, at least dozens, maybe far more than that, uh, were sent this particular photo. So why pick on the boy and one girl who uh, who acted as, as a hub. He sent the picture out to her. She sent the picture out to more people. He likely sent well, it out to some of his friends as well. I mean, child porn this, is, is charged. People are charged with child porn for simply possessing pictures of, of teenagers. Because so, this is about this is about cyberbullying. This isn't about child porn. They're That's charged with child porn. Understood. But they're but they're being hunted down for cyberbullying. Hmm. This is because he was the source of maliciousness, and this other girl, possibly the new girlfriend or uh, some girl that was hoping, like her. hoping to be the new girl girlfriend. Um, you know, we're, we're all, we, they were the source of the maliciousness, and it's bad. You cannot, you can't bully people on the cybernets because they like, can't get away. Yeah, what, what's with the cyber bullying? Like, it's just a standard bullying doesn't cover all bullying in the bullying category. There needs to be little like sub. Yes, this is the new. It's the, you. You've, you've not heard of cyber Pe- bullying? People before? have I've committed heard suicide, of it, but it sounds crazy. But people commit suicide <laughs> yeah. sometimes. It's unfortunate, but it happens, and it it. It's just so ridiculous. Right now, ridiculous. any see now, uh, Julia. Now anybody can be a bully. Now in the the new uh, realm of the internet. Back in the old days when uh, we were growing up, it used to be that it was usually the big guy that's uh, that was the bully. Or I'm sure there was also girls that were bullies as well. Were you ever bullied by another girl? Yeah, sure. So Probably. It, I don't even remember. Was she bigger than you? I mean, was that pretty much? I couldn't. Like, I can tell you the answer to that question is yes. I cannot tell you details. Right. It's like getting a picture taken of me 10 years ago. I don't remember. I don't care. Typically, bullies were bigger, but now anybody who has an email account can be a cyber bully. It's Free Talk Live. And for the grand prize, why was marijuana made illegal? Uh, because it's a gateway drug. Because there's no medical value. Because it corrupts the youth. Because uh, drugs are bad, okay? Because it kills your brain cells. Because uh, it makes you dumb. Because it makes you lazy. Because uh, it'll make boys grow boobs. Because uh, it threatens industry and Americans are a bunch of sheep. 
MarijuanaMuscle.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features, so enjoy those on us, including updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list uh, for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. He's the enemy of the state. He's the agent of the sovereign individual. He's Tad Galahad, Freedom Engineer. The Anarcho-Capitalist Adventure Series is complete. Read it for free at peaceprosper.com and help Ben Woods construct Catalixia. It's peaceprosper.com. We continue taking your phone calls about whatever you want going to Joe in Ohio. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Hi. How you doing? What's on your mind, Joe? Well, I've been listening on the podcast about Brad Jardis last few days and uh i don't know how it works in new hampshire but here sheriffs are elected Mm -hmm. how cool would it be to elect brad jardis sheriff and have your top cop in your county be such a freedom-loving guy i think that would be pretty darn cool you're talking about Brad Jardis, who is a uh, former member of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, a former law enforcement officer just this week resigned his position from law enforcement, was kicked out of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. It's been uh, quite a lengthy topic of discussion on this program, and he's a he's a really principled dude. I mean, he's come quite a long ways in his path of liberty in the last uh, f- few years that I've known him. Uh, it's been a wonderful transition, and uh, I, I'm really proud of the guy. He's, he's, he's a wonderful person, and it would be awesome to have somebody like Brad Jardis heading up either as a police chief or as uh, the sheriff, which is the highest uh, law enforcement officer generally in any uh, given uh, geographic political boundary. I can't think of any place that that's uh, that's not true. And that's that's a if he's elected, then he can't be fired. You know, so if, if he yeah, were to be elected he on the fired, camp- he'd, he'd be the top guy in the county, you know. Hell, from what I understand, you know, in, in some places they've talked about the sheriffs showing the uh, showing the feds to the door of the county, you know? I love that How idea. Cool would that be? Yeah, you start enforcing those uh, federal drug laws here in my county, and I'll have your agents arrested. That's it, you know? I mean, maybe, you know, I hadn't heard anybody say anything like that, and it just seems like a natural. I mean, he's obviously qualified to be sheriff. Yeah. You know, He's been a cop for more than a decade. I think that's. Be. I think being a cop for more than a decade certainly is a uh, a qualification. I'd also Can't like to see. Else. I'd also like to see a sheriff protect uh, peaceful people that don't wish to pay income tax in uh you know as a protest against wars in foreign nations or mm. for whatever reason they decide to. But yeah, there you go. Usually they send the sheriff to 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 you know do the sheriff's sale, wouldn't they? Yep, and uh, in this case, he could he could tell the uh, the IRS, uh, you can say whatever you want, but you can't come in here and confiscate anybody's property in my county. Awesome, that'd be awesome. Well, maybe we can talk Brad into it. Who knows? I mean, he's he, he's he's now free of uh, the reins of the police, the government police department, and all of the various different rules and regulations that would apply to him uh, as as being a government police officer. And so, I mean, his his future has opened up to whatever he might want to do. And he certainly has a lot of friends who would help him in some sort of a campaign if he decided to do that. Hey, I just wanted to throw it out there. Thanks so. for that, Joe. I appreciate hearing from you tonight, and thank you for the call at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Right now, he's enjoying some time off in Hawaii. I Hawaii. saw that. Oahe? Hawaii? Hawaii. 
Hawaii is a, a region or a city in Hawaii, I believe. Hmm. Let's continue with Mike in Wisconsin on the Amp Line. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, hey, guys. How you doing? It's on your mind, Mike. Hey, well, I wanted to bring up the story. I don't know if anybody's brought it up yet, uh, but the Campaign for Liberty has endorsed pretty much a guy running for Senate in Colorado who's pro-war. Um, Uh-oh. Definitely not a non-interventionist like Ron, or like Ron Paul and the group that, uh, you know, he started Campaign for Liberty purports to be against. Uh, right on this guy's website, it says uh, uh, his foreign policy views are, we definitely, here's his quote, we definitely need to continue a major effort in Afghanistan. We're told this effort will take at least 10 years. It will require both military and civilian personnel to help build up the country. The generals on the ground tell us we're likely to be in Afghanistan for the long term with a difficult and complicated mission. As Colorado Senator, I will always look first to to the advice of the generals, and I will strongly support the mission of our troops who are in harm's way. Yeah, he's just a standard run-of-the-mill run Republican is what it sounds like. Disgusting. Now wait, yeah, what's their ex- I mean, Mike? What's their excuse? I mean, because we we got into Mark and I got into some conflict the other week when uh, it was announced that Ron Paul was found to be endorsing all of the Republicans in the state of Texas. Turned out the reason for that was he had cut a deal with the Republicans to where. Uh, the, he would agree to endorse all of their uh, their candidates if they did something or other. And some people claimed that it's just a requirement that if you're going to be in the Republican Party and run as a Republican in uh, in Texas, that you have to also endorse all of the other Republicans. This silly uh, mindset of uh, basically collectivism. Uh, but you know, he kind of got a pass because, well, that's politics, and he had to compromise in order to do what he wants to do and uh, advance the ideas of freedom. What's the campaign for liberty's excuse in this case? Well, there's they they did a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar ad buy for him. Whoa! They're saying, yeah, they're saying they that they got the money from a certain group of people in Colorado that wanted to spend the money specifically on this guy, uh, an ad for this guy. Then why didn't they give um, that money? Then why didn't they give the money to that guy? Uh, well, yeah, as an individual, you can't. You can't just. You can only give over two hundred or two thousand dollars and four hundred dollars, two thousand four hundred dollars. They can't create a pack. I mean, there's, there's well, no right. But I think it maybe it was an easier thing. They figured, well, let's give it to the Campaign for Liberty and let them create the ad. And, well, I mean, and, if the Campaign for Liberty says uh, to do something, there are a lot of people that are going to look at that, and they, because they've got they've got that um, they've got the auspices of Ron Paul kind of hovering over the organization, and it, it makes it appear as though uh, if they are endorsing a candidate or advertising for a candidate, that they are behind that candidate, and that's what you're saying that they absolutely are, and this guy is is in no way a uh, you know liberty oriented candidate. No, I mean he's he sounds really good on everything else, pretty much on his website. He's against bailouts and against health care and all that stuff. They're all going to say that. But, Every Republican yeah. says that stuff. Yeah, that's true. Um, and it, it, the real test is the foreign policy thing. And you know, it's too bad because this group is not very old. They've only no. been around for what maybe a year or so. They've already, already been co-opted. Yep, they've already been taken. Uh, if they if they ever I don't had know principles, that, I don't, they don't have them now. I, well, I don't know that what he is saying um, is you know entirely true. I'd need to see further investigation to this. But if it um, if, if it is being if as you are purporting it, if if it is as you are as you purport it, it's disgusting. Where could Mark go to find this information? Uh, I found out about it from Pete Ayer's uh, Facebook profile. He's posted a blog about it. 
uh, from Motor Arm Diaries. You trust Pete Air, don't you, Mark? Um, I actually sort of have already heard information prior to this call that um, indicates that what he says is true. I just need to I need to investigate it for myself. Okay, can he go to well, the I, campaign? Uh, for, can he go to the campaign for I, Liberty I, website and find this, or or what? Uh, you can find his, the the candidate's view on Afghanistan on his own on the candidate's website. Just Google Ken Buck. Yeah. Um, and then you can find the ads that they're playing. As, you know, doesn't address foreign policy, address all the other stuff, and that's you could you know easily find that on the internet. I would think. Um, but several news outlets have covered that. You know, the campaign for Liberty has done this huge ad buy for this guy, and um, Dick Cheney's endorsing this guy too. Which is kind <laughs> oh of boy. Wow. Hey, thanks for sharing that with us tonight, Mike. We appreciate it. They got the Halliburton seal of approval. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So if you were giving money to the Campaign for Liberty, you may want to reconsider. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. The highly anticipated new documentary, Reclaiming the Blade, featuring Viggo Mortensen, Carl Urban, John Rice davies and Star Wars legend Bob Anderson is now available at SwordMovie.com. The number one movie on iTunes is now available on a two-disc set that includes hours of swordplay instructional videos, behind-the-scenes footage, exclusive interviews, and a documentary on the making of a real sword. Visit SwordMovie.com today for your chance to win one of many real historical replica swords, as well as the wonderful Force FX lightsabers from Hasbro. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything if you dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It is Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features, they're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Those features including live streams, broadband version of the show, a dial-up version, webcam. It's all there free at listen.freetalklive.com. College students, well, if you don't know what you're going to do for internships or summer work right now... It's going to be a lot harder to find work if you don't go to libertarianinternships.com. The, uh, the, the deadlines are coming up very quickly for uh, internships in public policy, journalism, and production. Uh, these are you know like television, film, alternative media, media production. They have stipends. That means you get a paycheck. They have housing allowances, which means you get to keep more of your paycheck. And they teach you how to do the job. They have uh, you know, before and after seminars. It's a great program, libertarianinternships.com. You've got to enter, more, you know, enter information once you go to the website to get the full story. But you, they, they give you an overview there, libertarianinternships.com. Yeah, anybody that we've ever talked to that's been to one of those has just raved about them. That much is true. So libertarianinternships.com as we continue with your phone calls. Jack is with us in Connecticut. Jack, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Jack? Hey. You're hey. on the air. Uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about homeschooling. Sure. Okay. Well, I, uh, today was my last day of, uh, public, uh, government-run school. How oh. old are you, Jack? I'm 14. Okay. Why'd you, uh, leave? In, well, I called in a few months ago about how I got kicked out of class for, uh, not saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, really? Yeah, yes. I don't, I don't know if you remember that. I, I do I recall that, yes. Yes. Yeah, so, um, Yeah. Well, I've read things by uh, John Taylor Gatto and uh, John Holt, and uh, I find it, you know, really repulsive. The whole government-run schools. Uh, why? So, just just briefly, if you don't mind, why are, are, do you find government-run schools repulsive? Well, it kill. I mean, it's pretty much, uh, you know, however many years you stay in it, it's indoctrination camp. 
and it uh, teaches nat- nationalism and nothing really the kid is interested in. John Taylor Gatto, by the way, the former New York State School Teacher of the Year. I mean, this guy is credible uh, as far as his position and his opinion on what the government schools are all about. And he really does reveal some interesting information. I believe that at least one of his books is available in its entirety for free on his website. So uh, folks that want to learn more about the uh, the Prussian school system that we have, this uh, these indoctrination camps, from his perspective, uh, can go and do it for free. I think it's JohnTaylorGatto.com, if I'm not mistaken. So you read all that information, and then what? I mean, how did you end up getting from being kicked out of class for not standing for the pledge to not going to government school anymore? Uh, well, it took a long uh, long time to convince my parents to do it and everything, uh, and they're still a little uneasy about the whole thing, but, you know, it's I, I've given them some of the books, and I we know families who do it, so it's... Uh, you know, it's it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, it's hard to break out of the paradigm. You don't even know why uh, you don't want to break out of the paradigm. This is not normal. We shouldn't do things that aren't normal. You know, it's the herd mm-hmm. mentality. You know, the, the you're, you're in the you're in the the midst of the antelopes, and you're like, holy crap! Are you what? You we can't just step out of the herd. A whole no. Yeah. And it's re- it's what really it tough to be. Um, to, to step outside of the box. It it wasn't your parents' idea to homeschool, so it must be a bad idea, right? <laughs> That's, that's what a lot of people would think, yeah. Well, congratulations to you for being able to convince your parents uh, to try something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. They must be fairly open-minded. So did they read the John Taylor Gatto book before they were convinced? I mean, because it's like you say, Mark, parents aren't going to look at their teenage kid and uh, and think that their kid knows more than they do, right? So they're going to have to be cited some sort of information by somebody that they'll perceive of as an authority. Is that pretty much the process? You you had them read the books that, that helped them uh, persuade them to your position? Well, yeah. I first I introduced the idea to them. They were like, what? What's this? But then... Uh, I started. It took a it took a long time, and then I started giving them books called like uh, "Dumbing Us Down" by John Taylor Gatto, uh, and uh, other books too. Uh, Teen Liberation Handbook. Uh, that sounds books. like fun. Um, so, yeah, I can I yeah. can hardly did they they, they took that? the time to read these books, or you, they just yeah. kind of went over them with you? Okay. No, I uh, they read them and um, yeah. Usually when you hand somebody sort of a pro-liberty book, it's like, uh, thanks. And they put it down and, you know, never read it. It's I just... would never hand someone a pro-liberty book unless they told me they would read it. That's you Just don't give out books to people unless you know for a fact they are interested in, in reading them. Um, so that's great that you were able to persuade them. What, um, how, what was the process like actually getting out of the government school? Well, there is a lot of red tape you do have to go through. Uh, you have to sign papers and... Uh, basically, at the end of the year, we have to give them documentation of what I've been learning to show that we, you know, we've been good little citizens and following their Jeez. legislation. And so, so, so you you basically had to go uh, to the school to get the paperwork or the school board to get the. Uh, you have to send a school letter, and then they they give you uh, paperwork. Mm-hmm. And, and then, is there a fee yeah. involved or anything like that, or is it just you fill out the paperwork and no. then? No. Amazing. Okay. No. Yeah. However, there is, like I said, at the end of the year, you have to go and give them documentation of what you've been learning. So, so how are you going to handle that? Are you going to be unschooled, or are your parents going to actually uh, take over the role of uh, teacher? No, it's uh, unschooling. It's oh, uh, cool. Yeah. Tell us how that goes, because I'm I'm interested in unschooling, um, you know, and, and how that you know, how it all works for the the individual. Well, right, especially as somebody who's coming out of the government school system as uh, what were you ninth grade? 
Eighth grade. Eighth, eighth grade. Okay. So somebody who's coming out of the government indoctrination camp and then going into the world of unschooling, as opposed to starting with unschooling, you know, starting with being raised in a homeschooling environment and having that throughout your entire life. That would be an interesting perspective. I'd also like to know, how about uh, college grades and things like that? What if you decide you want to be a um, an engineer or something? You want to go to, to college and you want to go to a good college. How is it that you're going to get in with really no grades? Um, I mean, unschooling, how can, how can you get grades for not you know, going to traditional school? Uh, well, actually, in the one of the books I read called The uh, Teen, uh, Teenage Liberation Handbook by Grace Llewellyn, I think, uh, it talks about going to college and things, you know, networks you can go through to do that. And apparently some colleges really like homeschoolers, and they really like, and you can just say that you're a homeschooler, and they'll accept that and they'll mm-hmm. question you more about it. Um, I would imagine that a college like that would have some sort of an entrance exam in which you could take and, and basically test in uh, and, and show them your proficiency. Yeah. That's just me speculating, though. Makes sense. So, uh, I, yeah, I really appreciate hearing from you on this uh, in, the, in the follow-up, uh, Jack, and I hope that you will keep in touch with us and let us know uh, how the, the unschooling process is going. I mean, is this your first week of uh, being unschooled? Is this brand new, or wh- how far are you into it? Uh, well, it's... Today was my last day. Oh, your uh, last day at government school. Wow, that must yeah. have felt nice. Yeah, it, yeah. What were your friends saying? Um, my friends are they could pretty much understand it. I mean, I've kind of convinced them to I've slightly persuaded them to a pro liberty kind of uh idea and but everyone else is like, "What? What you're being homeschooled? What, what's going on with that?" And it people don't understand and even like my grandparents don't really mm. Understand the idea. It's I and mean, it's definitely a lot of people don't understand. But you know what? That's you know it's okay. good. Good for you, Jack, for taking your education into your own hands and and you know taking the steps that were necessary in order to see that you get the best education you possibly can. You know what's really funny about uh, what you just said is when whenever. I say anything about homeschooling and like my opinions of homeschooling, the immediate thing out of everyone's mouth, the first thing is always, well, they'll have no friends. You need socialization. And in your case, you can't really say that because you've been going to government school and you already have friends and you've been doing this for years and years and years. And you've just chosen in your final years to be homeschooled. So it's just funny to me because that's always the instant remark that I hear. And people can't really say that in your case. Right. And it is, it's such a, a ludicrous claim. Uh, no, the, the people that say that have no like idea really what it's learn, like to learn. <laughs> learn. Yeah, socialization oh. in public school. Do right. they remember what it's like to re- be in public school? Yeah. Because you don't really socialize that well. Yeah, I can beat them up and uh, cuss at them at home. Don't worry. Jack, thank you for the call. Keep, us, uh, keep in touch with us. Appreciate hearing from you. And enjoy your newfound freedom. And that's got to be awesome, not having to go to that... Uh, indoctrination camp for eight hours a day more coming up here you can bring up anything at 800-259-9231 i uh i think i'm a little jealous of jack i mean he's he's gotten out four years early basically it's free talk live this program is brought to you by freekeen.com freekeen.com features audio video and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard freekeen.com 
This is Free Talk Live. Only a moment remain, but enough time for your call. If you make it right now, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program, you can buy a banner at. We're actually doing an auction right now. You can go to auction.freetalklive.com. You can purchase the third banner from the top of the uh, the website, and you'll get it for an entire month if you're the winner. The bid's only at $10.50 right now, so you can get a hell of a deal uh, if you go to auction.freetalklive.com. Place your bid. It uh, Auction ends in, I think, uh, only two more days. So get on over there to auction.freetalklive.com. You can advertise virtually anything. I mean, we reserve the right to refuse if, uh, for whatever reason, I think there's only ever been one banner we've uh, we've had to refuse in the past. But uh, it's pretty much an open uh, option for you to advertise your product, service, website, whatever. Uh, head over to auction.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live has uh, teamed up with Midas Resources uh, to offer you the best prices that we could find on gold and silver. Go to gold.freetalklive.com. That's gold.freetalklive.com. And uh, pick up some really great rates. And on top of that, support Free Talk Live and the syndicate that uh, gives you Free Talk Live. So gold.freetalklive.com. We continue with Nick in Massachusetts. You're wow. on. Hello. Hello, Nick. Yes. You're on Ron. the air. Indeed. Ron? Yes. You, you are. Go, go okay. for it. Sorry. I wanted to comment on the uh, Campaign for Liberty thing. Um, the Campaign for Liberty the, thing where they are endorsing a neocon. Uh, pro-war, pro-interventionist, uh, liber- uh, that was a libertarian, <laughs> uh, Republican, um, through uh, that, camp, that uh, ad that you were talking about. Um, the ad uh, in question, actually, it's on Pete Ayer's website, PeteAyer.com. That's Pete, um, E-Y-R-E. E- yeah, E-Y-R-E. Um, and uh, it, the campaign, the, the the thing in question, it actually mentions, of course, nothing about his interventionist policies and uh, mm-hmm. about uh, Afghanistan. Um, so I just I wanted to sort of comment about it because um, I, I had found it sort of interesting because I I've, I'm not one of those political people who believe in the political process at all. So I thought it was kind of indicative that that even even the libertarian movement, uh, um, you know, even when you get the libertarians involved in the political process. It still comes down to basically, you know, political maneuvering and and compromising, and as you were talking about with Ron Paul, and that sort of stuff. And it just, I, I don't understand why why libertarians just can't figure out that politics and freedom really doesn't mix. Well, you know, to to the political folks' credit, uh, at least here in New Hampshire, they've had some level of success. Yeah, I'm not it's, saying that it's going to be totally worthless or totally unsuccessful. Just for the most part, I find it com- kind of, you know. Well, what what works? What works? Well, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying. Uh, on the other hand, I'm also not saying that you know civil disobedience is perfect. But I, I would personally, I would prefer it to the well, it's political you, process. It's because you like it. Well, on the national level, well, yeah. I but don't think not, anything but works. But it's not particularly effective. I mean, that you you can't show at this point uh, effectiveness, uh, sort of. Uh, well, can you show effectiveness for 250, over 250 years of the political process? Uh, people uh, have been voting. trying to grow the government, um, you know, in that time frame. There hasn't been a. They're a, not going to stop cons- trying to grow the government. There hasn't either. been the concentrated the effort. They're not going to say, "Oh, well, you're getting involved in the system. We're going to, you know, abolish ourselves, or you know, whatever." Indeed, I'm not saying that they're going to do that, but um, okay. you know, there's a, there's a better there's as good of a chance inside the political system at this point because neither one has been shown po- conclusively um, as there is with civil disobedience. That, that's all. Do what you like. I think that at the national level, 
Uh, disobedience is the only way to free yourself from them. Uh, I don't think that disobedience is going to change things at the national level. I don't think that uh, politics is going to change things at the national level either. I th- and I think, Mark, you would agree that at the national level, politics is not wor- it's not working. I, I think the only thing we can, yeah, yeah, the only hope we have is, uh, you know, somehow seceding to get from, the hell out. Yeah. yeah, because this is what happens on a national level, at a political in a political organization. Once a political organization becomes large enough that uh, it is influential enough to make a difference, it's co-opted by the people that want to uh, to aggregate power to themselves. Uh, you saw it what happening with the Libertarian Party and the folks over at the Libertarian Reform or the Libertarian Radical Caucus are trying to trying to do something about it. And I I wish Wish them the best of luck, um, but this is what happens, and now it's happening to the campaign of Li- for liberty, where they started with some level of principles, and and uh, and now they're endorsing neocons. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. That's the way it works. Thanks, um, Nick. Also, Anything else? Uh, Go ahead. Quickly, uh, yeah. if if you don't mind, I'd like to recommend a book that I'm currently reading. Okay. Um, uh, it's called um, Lost in the uh, Meritocracy by uh, Walter Kern. Uh, the Kern or Kern? It's a uh, it's a uh, Kern. And it talks about um, his. It's basically a memoir of his life in public education and how it, it failed him, and it uh, sort of set him up for a disaster in college, where he was basically addicted to drugs and alcohol and and all these chemicals to keep him um, focused and stuff. And he got so addicted to the awards, you know, those like those gold stars that you get in the government schools, and uh, you get so addicted to them that you lose sight of actually learning. And he never did actually learn. So. I, I just sort of wanted to recommend it so far. To, I've, only, I've only been like five chapters in, but it's very good so far. And it was called what? It was uh, Lost, in Meritoc- the Lost in the Meritocracy by uh, Walter Kern. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. No 800-259-9231. And that's kind of what I like about unschooling. And if, for those that don't really know about what it means, it's it it's essentially you teach a child to learn, and then um, they go about, and you sort of guide them to some extent. Uh, go yeah, we about, didn't explain that before. We should have. Go about learning about what it is that they want to learn about. And, you know, the, the things that, for whatever reason, they're drawn to are the only things they're going to remember anyway. I mean, I took trigonometry and analytic geometry. I don't remember anything about that stuff. I got no ideas. I took biology one honors and chemistry one honors. I don't know anything about that stuff. The things that I remember are the things that excited me. And I'm sure there are some things in those courses that excited me. But, you know, uh, a kid's going to go after what he wants to go after to learn. I, I think reading is the perfect example of this. When you think about how many kids get out of high school, I mean, how many of them get out and like are really eager to read books? Not many. Not very many. And I believe that is because from a young age, we are forced to read books that we are not interested in. Yes. When you think about the books that you read as a kid, like Where the Red Fern Grows and The Great Gatsby and books like that. And it, you could say, you know, I don't like this book. This isn't for me. Well, it's a classic and everyone likes it. So it's the approved classic. So you should like it. We're like, it just at that for me is something that I really remember. Shakespeare. Oh, so boring. I like, hated Shakespeare. Way to make kids hate reading. Make yep. them read through their entire school career crap they 
don't want to read. Right. I guess for the, from their perspective, uh, reading was fun when they were in uh, you know, pre, preschool, not in, in preschool, but before government school. But those when were all were kids' books. When they were reading The Velveteen Rabbit and... Uh, Which is a bizarre Ricky book. Ricky Tavi. Uh, Jack's got The Velveteen Rabbit, and it's about like not throwing away inama- inanimate objects because those inam- inanimate <laughs> objects have feelings. It's really bizarre, some of that's these... A bad, uh, that's these, a bad concept. <laughs> these well, uh, Pack rats. Yeah. <laughs> but then if you if you look at Thomas the Tank Engine here you have you know trains that, with personalities I think I can that, that's the little that's the little engine oh. that could um, there's a good moral yeah, right? I, I agree with one. that one but they it's interesting how they'll either personify um, uh, you know animals or they'll personify machinery in these uh, in, in many of these books and mm. I've I find it so disturbingly weird I often tell Jack as I'm reading big to the eyes on everything yeah and... I, I tell Jack as I'm reading to them these are this isn't real you know this is just fantasy Jack, this you is know. an anthropomorphic train I, I've said those exact words <laughs> but i really do like the thomas the tank engine one so we've bought more of those so yeah. i actually knew um worked with an entire i worked with several of the family members but um an, i know an entire family who lives here in Keene. there are 10 children every single one of them unschooling or whatever they all just were taught to taught they teach themselves and they were smart and they were all really good workers any family with 10 kids, you can pretty much count on uh, that they're going to be homeschooled, right? I mean, that, it's, right. that many kids, you're likely a religious family, likely uh, no better than to go to government school. Higher chance, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, from a, but from a kid's, from a teenager's perspective, reading was fun when they were a, a little kid, mm-hmm. but those were all little kids' books, so they're not going to want to go and pick up Thomas the Tank Engine uh, at age 14, but once they're going through the government schools, then, like Julia's saying, the love of reading is just... Sucked right out of them. I don't know that this is necessarily just a government school thing. I have a real problem with private, private schools, schools the way they any, work too. Anytime but there's I mean, forced curriculum, I, I I think that you know I I think that not only I, I do have a problem with the way government schools are funded and all that other stuff, but I have a problem with taking kids of all the same age in groups of twenty five, yeah, giving them to you. one adult who really isn't gonna you know a year from now isn't gonna care about these kids. They're gonna be moving on and all that other right. stuff, and then you know calling that res- responsible and I. I just don't think it is. If you want your child to learn, you need to guide them through the wonderful world of learning yourself. And that, that for me, that was that was the criteria that I made with my wife from the very beginning. We are tapped out of time here, folks. Uh, back tomorrow night for the live Saturday edition of the program. Be sure to join us then online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Tonight it has been Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. And again, we'll see you tomorrow night. Uh, same time, same place. freetalklive.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.